Have you tried everything from natural to pharmaceutical just to get a good night's rest? Join me, Martha Lewis, as I unpack what's really keeping you up at night and how to change it. You're listening to The Insomnia Fix. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Before I get started, I want to tell you about a workshop I have coming up. So if your sleep gets worse during the holidays or it's bad all the time, then you want to join me for this workshop. It is called How to Sleep Better This Holiday Season. And it's going to be transformational. It's happening December 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And in this workshop, I'm going to walk you through what sabotages your sleep during the holidays and how not to let this happen, how to handle stress better so it doesn't wreck your sleep, exactly what changes you need to make to sleep better, and how to deal with the mind drama that comes up when making those changes, how to hack your brain so that what you eat and drink doesn't affect your sleep, and how to overcome your insomnia for good so you can sleep great all the time. After this workshop, you'll know how to deal with the added stress of the holidays that sabotages your sleep. You'll sleep and feel better this holiday season. You'll enjoy the holidays a lot more. And you'll start the next year with better sleep and health. And you can register at the link in the show notes. All right, on to the episode. Hi, David. Thanks so much for being here today. I'm excited to chat about how things have been since we started working together a few months ago. Well, I am delighted to do this Martha I mean for so many reasons you have been a uh, you've been such a huge help in my life and my family's life so anything I can do to help I'm happy to do it yeah well thank you I appreciate it I think your story even though we're only part way through working together it's very inspiring because you made a lot of progress in a short amount of time so I know it doesn't always feel that way when you still have more progress you want to make but as we've talked about like staying focused on how far you've come is really important to keep in mind. Yeah. One of the most helpful things that you sent to me at some point was this concept of gap and gain. Uh, And being a coach myself, it really, it really helped me. I mean, I'm I'm a former triathlete and triathlon coach. So that was a concept that was really familiar is that we, when we focus on the gap, we remain kind of, it's hard to stay motivated because it's like, gosh, I still feel like there's such a gap between where I am and where I want to be. But when you step back and get on the balcony and look down and say, well, what's the gain I've made since the beginning? It's pretty amazing. So that just that simple concept for me came at the right time. So, yeah, I'm not all the way to where I want to be. I'm not sure as humans we ever really reach the point where we're all the way to where we want to be. That's kind of part, part of being human. But to see the gain is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about where were you when we first started working together? Yeah, well, we we first started talking about four months ago. Uh, I first reached out and I, I've had trouble sleeping for most of my life, but it's gotten a lot worse since having a child as, as stresses in, have increased in life. But it really got bad about four years ago and I went on pharmaceuticals to sleep and I've been on pharmaceuticals ever since. And those have worked fairly well to help me sleep. But back in the summer this year, I think the body was just, sending me a very clear signal that it was time to to do something more complete. So uh, I, for about four nights in a row, only got about two hours of sleep back in July. And, um, you know, sleep deprivation is a form of torture. I'm, I'm sure that people that listen to this can, can, can understand that and have experienced it. So I really got to my wits end. I, I'd been working with my 
principal, uh, you know, primary care physician and was very frustrated. Things weren't working. And um, it was actually him that, that had come across your work and recommended that I check it out. And uh, I listened to a few episodes of the podcast and it was like, yep, this sounds this sounds right for me. So that's how we got started. Yeah. Yeah. And you've also had some gut issues as well that we're working on too. Anything else would you say about your health? Is it mainly the sleep and gut issues? Yeah. I mean, I can remember saying to Anne, my wife back in 2015, 16, gosh, if I could get these two issues handled, it would be amazing. So gut and uh, sleep have, the gut has been an issue for me most of my life. I was born with a premature digestive system, tiny holes in my intestines as a child. So it's always been the story of my gut's never been right, but yeah, it was really those two issues mainly that I was dealing with. And, and, and I think something we'll get into in the conversation too, just part of what I do, I'm, I'm a spiritual fitness coach. So I do a lot of work in meditation with my clients and uh, just an increasingly busy and agitated mind, especially at night. Um, so despite all the mental and spiritual training I'd been doing, it was not, it was getting worse. So I was like, wow, I, f- I feel like I'm doing all this meditation practice and I'm, I'm getting worse. How can I be a meditation coach to other people? So there was something that was going on too, with like just this buzzing energy that would happen to me at night. Yeah. So something around you and I talked about inflammation being a big issue for me. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean, you were doing all the right things, right? Like we know meditation can help with sleep. It helps with stress and, and all of that's important. There's still like obviously something else going on if those things aren't working. So yeah, I feel like I could, could write the book on yeah. sleep. You and I first met, it was like one of the things I really was attracted to your work was it wasn't telling me, Hey, you need to be in a dark room. It needs to be cool. I mean, all those things are important. You don't discount those things. But when we point to those for people that have insomnia, like we do, like you've experienced and like I have, and like many of the people that are listening have to be told, you need to make your room darker. You need to sleep in a cool environment. You need to stop looking at screens. It gets kind of offensive at some point because it, it's, it sends this signal, like you're doing something wrong, right? There's something that you're doing that you need to change. And you're the reason you're not sleeping well. And it started to bring out a lot of feelings of shame and frustration and like, will this ever get better? So part of the, part of the real attraction to the work with you was, no, this is, this is something that's physical in the body. It's not just mental. There are aspects of it that are mental, but it's not, it's not limited to that. Yeah, exactly. And I remember I still get frustrated when all you see about sleep is that same advice and it drives me crazy. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we got it. Okay. We know, we know that yeah, we need we to, like, yeah. <laughs> we got it. Like all you got to do is Google insomnia and there's all kinds of things that I'll tell you that you should be doing. And it's like, yeah. like I said, when you and I first started working together, I, I literally could write a book on sleep hygiene, <laughs> like how to suck at sleeping while having really good sleep hygiene. That would be the name of my book. <laughs> That's that's a good one. And a lot of my clients could also write that as well. So yeah. yeah. So I know how frustrating that is. And I know like when we got the test results back, you were really excited because you finally had answers. Like I remember you saying that. So yeah, I remember seeing that, I mean, you had high cortisol at night, like relative to the rest of the day. And so that totally explains why you were so wired at night and buzzing at night. Yeah. And then we also looked at gut health a lot. Do you remember what showed up there? Yeah. I mean, 
the the thing that I loved about the work was how you just really broke it down into, you know, it's gut health, it's hormones, it's minerals, right? It's, it's, it's like, we can really look at the different components here and understand what's going on. And so, yeah, H. pylori in the gut. So this bacteria that at some point I had ingested candida in the gut, which I've had experienced on my skin at times as candida. So there were some gut things going on. There was also the couple of them that were really surprising me, mold toxicity. I remember the email I got from you that was like, look, this is not easy to deal with, but I actually took the eye test that you asked me to take and I failed the eye test, which showed that at some point I was exposed to mold. Arsenic, high levels of arsenic, I remember for me, right? So we've had me on this heavy metal binder. So yeah, it was really good to have information and it was overwhelming at first. But it was, uh, I remember you sending me an email soon afterwards and saying, look, I've, I've seen people that have much worse than this. Like we, we can, we can work this systematically. We can, we can figure it out. And so it was also just really reassuring. It was kind of like standing at the bottom of a really complicated mountain and having a Sherpa say, it's all good. I'll take you up the mountain. We're going to go one bit at a time, but it was really nice to have data. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I know that doing all the four tests can be overwhelming, but I just don't want to miss anything. And so I want it to be really comprehensive and like, yeah, we can't ignore any of those things because they're all affecting your sleep and your health. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. One, thing I'll say, one thing I'll say real quick, Martha, is just to clarify yeah. for me, the tests themselves weren't overwhelming. It was actually really pretty easy. So for anyone out there that's like, oh my gosh, four tests, it actually wasn't that bad. I mean, the instructions are quite clear. Um, uh, it was the getting the information back and looking at all of it. And you and I looked at it. I worked with a functional medicine doctor a couple of years ago, and they gave me just reams of information, but there was no interpretation of it. It just was overwhelming for me to look at. And one of the things I really loved about it is you took us through it, Ann and I both, through it in such a systematic way. So it was like, okay, this is a lot, but there's a plan to address it piece by piece. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So tell me how things are going now. How are you sleeping now? Yeah. I mean, I was just telling you before we started recording, just so that people know that this is not just something I'm saying while we're recording. I would say, and you can kind of help me out with this, but I mean, considering we've been working together for three months, if we went back three months ago, I was probably averaging three to four hours of sleep a night, just to put it in context. Um, And I was still on two pharmaceuticals, and I was still taking other sleep aids as well to try and pad that. And so I'm off all the pharmaceuticals. I'm not taking any sleep aids. I'm on just the, the natural medications that you and I are working on. And I'm averaging six and a half to seven hours of sleep a night. I mean, the most amazing feeling is the feeling of I'm, I'm 46 now. So one of the things I have to do is get up in the middle of the night to pee. That's just kind of an unavoidable part of being old or older. And, uh, I get up and I have this feeling of fear, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting up. I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. And I go and I lay back down and the busy mind starts saying, I'm not sure we're going to be able to go back to sleep. And suddenly I wake up and it's 530 in the morning. And I just, I roll over in bed and I just say to Ann, I cannot tell you what an amazing feeling it is to be able to fall asleep pretty quickly at night and then fall back asleep in the middle of the night and wake up actually feeling rested. I don't remember the last time that I woke up feeling really rested and not being on some form of medication. So that's that's how I'm doing. 
Yeah, that's so awesome. And I'll tell you, like, I still wake up so grateful every morning when I get a good night's sleep too. I think that we'll probably always, we'll never take that for granted. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. And you've also said very wisely, it's a nonlinear path, right? So, I mean, there's, I don't want people to get the impression that it's like, oh my gosh, I went from three hours to eight hours every night. But I would say that 80% of the nights now I'm sleeping well. And again, we're only not even three months into taking all the medications together. I'm really, I've been on all the medications for two months mm-hmm. and this is happening. So this concept you put out there of planting a garden and that we're really cultivating a garden. I love that too, that it's like, we gotta, we gotta get rid of the weeds. We gotta get the soil prepared and a gardener. So it's a, it's a big part of our life here and understanding like you gotta get the soil good. Then the plants will grow. Then you gotta take care of the plants yeah, it's it's not a linear path, but it's certainly when I step back and look at it, it's it's amazing what's happened in just a few months. Yeah, that's so awesome to hear. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to add? Well, I was just I was I was looking at some things ahead of time because I know this is one of the, the the things that can get some pushback. So, you know, I was looking at what the average American spends their money on. And I was looking at things like the average American spends like almost $3,000 a year on coffee, right? Going out for coffee, the money that we spend on clothes, the money that we spend on what we call discretionary items. And so one of the, you know, one of the hesitations people might have is to spend money on sleep like this, to spend the kind of money that we're spending to try and get better. But I just would invite people to take a step back and look at, well, what do I spend my money on now? What do I, what do I favor? What do I value? And I can just tell you that from being a parent or being a friend, being a coach, all the things that I do, I can't think of a better place that I've invested my money than this. I mean, it's just, just take a step back and wonder what you spend your money on now and, and what do I value? And, you know, value yourself, value your health. It's worth it. And it is, it is well worth the investment. I mean, just the way that you have walked us through this, the way you do it with such care, you obviously have real care and commitment to helping people get well. So I just hope that people will, uh, will do the right thing for themselves and for the world. I think it helps the world a lot when we're all feeling well. Yeah. I love that comparison to what we spend money on. And I, I mean, I think about it like it could be one vacation, right? Like you want to sacrifice one vacation to have better sleep and health for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. And we all say that we value health, but we don't always act in that way. So yeah, I love that even about coffee and $3,000 in coffee. That's amazing. Which There's something ironic about that, right? We're talking about sleep and then we're talking about spending $3,000 on coffee. It's like, I wonder how much of those coffees are being bought in the afternoon just to try and keep people awake through the day but yeah just just incredibly it's it's like we're just before thanksgiving here so it's the time of of gratitude so just deep gratitude to you martha for bringing your story and and your wisdom and your heart into this work i know that i have benefited my family's benefited huge ways from it i think my clients are benefiting from it so thank you Yeah, you're welcome. And I agree. Like, I know that we can make a difference in the world, make more of a difference if we're well rested and healthy. And so that is like why this is 
a lot of my passion too, is because yeah, we're going to be, and also we're going to be less grumpy and irritable. And so it's just, we're going to have a lot better, more positive energy when we're sleeping well and really able to put ourselves out there more. So yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, yeah, I, guess, I guess there is one other thing I would love to say, if you're okay with me saying, yeah. and you're like, I don't know, because I don't know what you're going to say. But <laughs> I imagine that a lot of people that are out there listening to this are also people that haven't either haven't yet invested in your work or they are just they are suffering in some way from insomnia or have someone else that is. One thing that I will say is that going through the six years now of deep insomnia that I have, I would also say that as you're going through that, how do you try and find the gift even in that? Because for me, the time of insomnia has also been a time of incredible creativity. You know, many artists like to wake up in the middle of the night because it's the time of creativity. It's the time where the liver is the liver's the seed of creativity. You know, it's the organ that re kind of reinvents itself, recreates itself. So even as you are awake, the tendency is to be frustrated and to want it to be different. And I encourage you to get better and to do Martha's program to get better. But as you're going through the insomnia, also, how do you find the gift? What is it that's wanting to emerge creatively for you? In that process, I've I've launched a business during that time, a very successful one. So try and find the gift even in that. And I know that sounds and, and I can tell you that it's hard to do when you're in the middle of it, but try. See see what's wanting to emerge. Why are you waking up? What is it that's wanting to come through? Journal, draw, you know, see what's wanting to come through, not just to distract yourself to go back to sleep. So hopefully people can do that too. Yeah, I love that perspective. And I was telling this to a client earlier too. It's it's like this balance of, yes, you want to get better, but also accepting in the middle of the night, the next day, whatever it is, where you are, instead of feeling horrible, resisting it, because that just makes your experience of life so much worse. Totally. It's not like saying, oh, this is great and I don't care about getting better, but it's like, this is where I am. How can I make the most of this? And I'm going to do whatever I can to get better. It's that balance. Exactly. So, I think you're in that perfect spot, which is great. Well, thank you. It's, it's, it's great to be with you. I'm really grateful for you and for what you do. Yeah. Thank you so much, David, for coming on the podcast and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Martha. Thanks for listening to The Insomnia Fix with Martha Lewis. Be sure to follow and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know more about why you can't sleep, go to my website, thecompletesleepsolution.com and download the What's Causing Your Insomnia checklist. You're also welcome to join my community on Facebook, Sleep and Insomnia Help for Adults. Until next time, I'm wishing you a good night's sleep.